Are you ready? Are you ready? For a podcast hosted by George T. Who the hell are you? I am the movie geek. Who are you? I am the movie geek. You are such a geek. (laughs) Thank you. And now, on with the show. It's time! It's showtime. It's showtime. Welcome to another edition of the Movie Geek Podcast. My name is George Dedino and I'm your host. We got a really interesting show for you today. We have just come off the Super Bowl with the all-new movie trailers. We also had just Valentine's Day, where I will share my thoughts on the day. We will also share uh, the top uh, grossing films that uh, opened on Valentine's Day. Also, we'll share a top 10 what to watch on a Valentine's Day. So, and you can listen to this and have your favorites, but I'm going to share mine. So, I know some of you may have the same feelings about the Valentine's Day in general, and maybe you don't, but whatever it is, I'm going to let you know how I feel. All right, with that being said, we are going to start with the Super Bowl and all the movie trailers that came out and then subsequently uh, came out after it. Obviously, the Super Bowl is the big prize for a lot of these movies, and uh, we got some really good uh, trailers that came out. Uh, Of course, we talk about Deadpool and Wolverine. I'll talk about that one afterwards, but let's get into one that is very interesting because it jumped time frames. It was supposed to be closer to uh, Christmas time, but now it is now near Thanksgiving time, which is wicked. Uh, so this is part one of two based on the, obviously, The Wizard of Oz and the widely successful show on Broadway. So it looks very interesting. It was only a teaser trailer, so we don't have much to go on. Obviously, we know the story already. Uh, If you've seen the Broadway play or if you've even seen any of The Wizard of Oz uh, type movies, then should be no surprise there. But this one has moved up to November 27th. Um, Why it's in two parts, I don't know. Maybe there's a good explanation, but a lot of times, you know, movies don't need uh, two parts. Or as we're soon to find out about another movie that had a big trailer and has been one of the most talked about movies of this year is Dune 2. There is Dune 3 in the works. Again, this is almost like the Peter Jackson effect where he took The Hobbit and made three movies out of it. The smallest book of the whole Tolkien book series. And he took it and he literally made it three movies. Very successful movies. I I loved them. But did we really need three? I mean, time will tell if we need, you know, a third Dune. But I think this one was going to make a killing. So obviously there isn't going to be a need for closure with a third one. Like with Avatar supposedly getting a third one. um, Avatar 2, Way of the Water, uh, to me, was not worth a, a, a sequel to but I know Cameron wants to make a third one. He's you know, trying to make some money off of it. Avatar was such an amazing movie with the 3D special effects, uh, and then everybody tried to copy it. They tried to make their films in the 3D. I remember seeing Saw 3D. Um, why? I don't know. <laughs> but I'm a movie geek, so I watched it. But, but why it needed to be made in 3D, I don't know. But again, the whole 3D thing came and pretty much is gone now. 
Uh, I mean, there are some movies that are still, you know, trying to make 3D, but you don't see 3D much anymore. It's not as hyped anymore. And I think people just got over it because they were trying to make too many movies go with 3D and people just didn't gravitate toward it. I mean, I remember as a kid, first time seeing a 3D movie with the red and blue glasses and sitting in front of the TV and watching House of Wax was the first one and you know when you're a kid you know that's pretty cool you know the, the, the guy was playing with one of those battle balls and the ball was coming at you and, and it was you know like i said it was interesting but you know then time goes on and jaws 3d came out and pretty much ruined it for everyone i mean a shark gets blown up and not only does it fly backwards at you into the screen but the teeth literally come through the screen even though the explosion happened in front way in the back but again uh money grabs uh, i think we'll talk about movies that are money grabs uh in another podcast i've got some interesting theories on that so another movie we want to talk about right now is twisters uh when i did the first podcast i think it was the first or the second one talking about movies that look interesting. Uh, Twisters was one of them. It was in my top 25 list that it seemingly piqued my interest. The original one with Bill Paxton, Helen Hunt was really good. C- uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman was really good in, in it as Dusty and Carrie Elways was in it. It was on the other night on TV and I, I watched it and I was like, you know, do we really need a reboot? Then I watched the trailer and I said, you know what, this looks pretty, pretty good. We'll, we'll give it a shake here. Uh, so that comes out on July 19th. Also, we got a TV trailer for Monkey Man coming out April 5th. Looks like a John Wick style uh, movie. Uh, my son had texted me and said, oh, dad, I want to see that. He is a big John Wick fan, so he's looking forward to Ballerina. Uh, we haven't finished The Continental yet on Peacock, but... Uh, this one looks very John Wickish. Also, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, May 10th. Not much I can say on this movie. I am one of these people who have not been a big fan of the remakes of the Planet of the Apes. Originally, when I was a kid, Planet of the Apes was pretty cool. You know, they had the guys in the apes masks, and it, but it was corny, but it was fun. But I don't know what the obsession is with these movies. But if if you like it. Uh, or like these movies, go and see it. It's on May 10th. Although a trailer, I'm excited for A Quiet Place, day one, June 28th. This is going to be prequel, and it's going to tell the story of how these creatures and why everything had to go quiet, and I think that is a great concept. This looks like this is going to be a big blockbuster, all-new cast. Obviously, we're going to focus on the very first arrival of these creatures who prey on noise, and hopefully we get some kind of an answer as to why they are only drawn to noise, because uh, the first two movies didn't really explain that too well. Two films for the kiddos are coming out as well. A new trailer for Kung Fu Panda 4 comes out on March 8th, and Despicable Me 4 is coming out July 5th on the July 4th weekend. So, uh, not sure why this is on that particular day. Usually, July 4th is the big blockbuster for the summer. Uh, We had Independence Day years ago. We had Wild Wild West, Black. Uh, There's been so many big films that came out Uh, during july 4th weekend so i'm not exactly sure what this movie is doing on there except maybe they feel that july 4th isn't going to be that big this year and it's more for the kids i don't know 
Don't know. So unless a surprise big blockbuster moves up or moves down, who knows what's going to happen there. Anyway, getting back to Kung Fu Panda 4, uh, the first three were, were good. Uh, it's been a very long time between three and four, so I'm not sure about the buzz on this film. Uh, so we'll see what the box office looks like. However, it is up against a movie where we saw a trailer for Imaginary, which is a horror film about scary imaginary friends. It looks very creepy, and it looks like it's going to be the second best horror film of the early 2024 season, because right now, out in the theaters is Out of Darkness, which I'm going to go see very soon, which was on my top 25 list. But if you're into horror and scary imaginary friends, I mean, uh, March 8th will be the play for you. And then transitioning back to Despicable Me 4, July 5th, Rue and his uh, family doing what they do. And the Minions will be back. So again, that's fun. But between all the Minion movies and Despicable Me movies, there's so much space in between them. They didn't, they're so spread out. Is there going to be a lot of buzz for it? So again, July 5th to put that out, it's going to be tough. Will it be able to be the big summer blockbuster? Will Kurt tail into what else is coming out that weekend that I have been waiting to see a trailer for? Beverly Hills Cop 4 comes out July 3rd on Netflix. This <laughs> looks pretty funny. Eddie Murphy back as Axel Foley and a, a lot of the original cast from Beverly Hills Cop 1 is going to be in this film. So again, the teaser trailer looks pretty decent. We'll see how it performs when it comes out on July 3rd. But if you're a fan of Eddie Murphy and you're a fan of Beverly Hills Cop 4, again, another one that has <sighs> expanded time. You know, it's been a long time between the third and fourth one. The third one was not as good. So who knows? I, I'm looking forward to it only because I was a big Beverly Hills Cop fan, but we'll see. And it's on Netflix, so it'll be easier to stomach because maybe if I had to go see it in the theater, I'd probably wait for it to go on Netflix anyway. And then speaking of direct to TV, it is Roadhouse with Jake Gyllenhaal. I am a huge Jake Gyllenhaal fan, and this is a remake of the original Patrick Swayze Roadhouse movie, and it's coming to Prime Video. Now, Conor McGregor is in it as well, so this has some UFC ties. It looks a little bit different than the original Roadhouse, which might be good, might be bad, but... I do like Jake Gyllenhaal, so I am actually looking forward to seeing this. A movie I'm not as high on now is Godzilla, Times Kong, and the New Empire. This movie comes out on March 29th. I just saw the trailer for this, as well as you guys, if you've seen TV. And this one, I don't know. I don't know about this one. Obviously, Kong, Godzilla, you know, doing their part to destroy each other and the world. And now they've got a new enemy, which we have not fully seen yet from these trailers uh it looks like there's also ape warfare uh, between whatever is kong's enemy and now godzilla is helping kong uh there's a mechanized kong thing it looks like a gauntlet of some kind i don't know about this guys i really don't but i'll go see it because it's in the theaters and it's going to make a ton of money because everybody loves godzilla Another movie that has a decent teaser trailer is Imaginary Friend, IF. It's coming out on May 17th, starring Ryan Reynolds, written by John Krasinski, who did, who wrote A Quiet Place. This movie looks pretty funny from all indications. It's a lot lighter than 
the imaginary movie that's coming out in March. So a different take. Both movies have a different take on imaginary friends. Obviously, both movies look good, so I would definitely see both. Uh, and if you've had imaginary friends of your own, uh, you may you may relate to one side or the other, or somehow they melted together. I did not have an imaginary friend, so I wouldn't know. But both of these movies look pretty good. And finally, we'll go back to Deadpool and Wolverine. I don't want to spend too much time on this because I want to do it as a part of my Marvel podcast, which I will drop at some point. But my theory on this one is that the MCU has to get reset. And I think this is the way they can do it. They've been talking about, and again, I don't want to go all the way through everything Marvel because I want to do that on another podcast. But I think this is going to be the start of them figuring out how to get the movies back on track because the shows have been doing such an amazing job of telling a story as opposed to the movies. So I think this one will be fascinating. It will lead to, obviously, a Fantastic Four movie, an X-Men movie, and a few other movies. If you saw the trailer, I would say definitely check out the trailer. Ryan Reynolds is the smartass Deadpool, and we get to see the return of Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. And if you remember the many timelines of X-Men, you know that Logan was the last movie we saw Hugh Jackman in where Logan actually died. So which timeline do we have Wolverine in is the question, because obviously we're still talking multi-universal. So which version or which timeline Wolverine? And obviously he's got a different suit than the X-Men movies. He has his original Wolverine from the cartoon and the comic books. And Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman have had a tremendous friendship. Uh, I I saw when this trailer dropped afterwards where it said Deadpool instead of Deadpool 3, it said Deadpool um, and Wolverine. I saw Hugh Jackman post on his Instagram page, uh, Wolverine and the asshole. I mean, that's funny shit. I'm sorry. It's just funny. And I think this movie is going to do wonders for the MCU. And again, I will talk more about this later on, but this one is July 26th, unless Marvel can get their act together and maybe put it on July 4th weekend. And quickly, let's go over some other news. The success of Prey on Hulu has people say hey this is really good maybe we can restart the predator franchise again Uh, badlands uh, there's not much to talk about in this but it is going to take place believe after original predator movie and probably erase that horrible second movie starring danny glover gary Busey, bill paxton uh, morton downey jr was in that movie i mean all the hit things back in the late 80s. I mean, Morton Downey Jr. had a talk show on TV. He was the original Jerry Springer and Geraldo Rivera, for Christ's sakes. And we're going to put him in this movie with Danny Glover, who was hot after Lethal Weapon series. Bill Paxton was just coming in. He just had success with Aliens. Uh, this was before Twister, of course. So, but... <laughs> And Gary Busey, what can you say? It's Gary Busey. But again, a big money grab because it said Predator 2. And Predator was such a successful movie. They said, ooh, let's make another one and we'll make it in South Central LA. I mean, what are we doing? 
Anyway, Badlands uh, has not gotten a release date yet. It is in the works. Another movie, and I want to tell you right now, uh, this will be my leader in the clubhouse for Razzies for next year. I know I had said that about another movie, uh, but this one definitely. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write this down now. I do have a Razzie special coming up soon where we talk about the worst movies of the year because I just saw one of the absolute worst movies in a long time. That being said, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey 2, March 26th. I hope this goes straight to Peacock because there's no way in hell I'm going to waste money and go see this in the theater. Holy God, but right now, Winnie the Pooh, number two, March 26th, an absolute number two. I warn you now, don't even bother. Just don't. All right, let's transition to a Valentine. I will save my rant for the end of this. I know some of you are looking forward to this, but I'm going to wait. You're going to have to listen all the way through. (laughs) Anyway, so February 14th is the day of Valentine's Day, and let's go through some of the top grossing movies or well-known movies that came out on Valentine's Day. We have Wayne's World, 1992. Uh, Michael Myers and Dana Carvey's hit SNL skit made its big screen debut, and it was actually pretty decent. Uh, Adult World, 2004. Oz the Great and Powerful, 2013. Jumper, 2008. Safe House, 2013. Attila Battle Angel. Uh, Let's not think that that was any good, by the way. Definitely Maybe, 2008. Vegas Vacation, 1997. Wildcats, 1996. A Good Day to Die Hard, 2013. Adjustment Bureau, 2012, Sonic the Hedgehog, 2020, and who could forget Daredevil, 2003, Happy Death Day to You, and Fantasy Island. Wow, some memorable movies there on Valentine's Day. I mean, who could who could ask for any better movies to go and see? But I will say there were two movies that actually I really, really enjoyed. One was Fighting with the Family in 2019. This is the story about wrestler Paige, uh, written by The Rock. And who could forget the movie that, that is very, very memorable in Silence of the Lambs, Jodie Foster and Anthony Hopkins. Man, what an incredible movie. Jodie Foster was amazing. Anthony Hopkins was amazing. Sorry, I have to just say it. As Hannibal Lecter, you really felt the chemistry and energy between those two, and it made for a very compelling movie and a very good story, which obviously, which also produced a Hannibal uh, movie and made them go back and redo the prequel, which originally was called Manhunter, but they went back and redid it and was called Red Dragon, which starred uh, Edward Norton, uh, much better than the original Manhunter. But either one, a simpler concept, obviously, they just changed the name and they changed a few of the things from that Red Dragon book, but, uh, you know, pretty, pretty good. So with that being said, now let's go to a list. So I was trying to cross-reference movies that had Valentine's Day themes or, you know, romantic movies, and they a lot of them just kept coming up and I was looking at it going, are these really romantic or is it because there was a story inside that said, you know, oh, this is romance. Uh, one that kept coming up was Titanic, which obviously we know was a love story. My feeling is it's not really about the love story itself. I know everybody says, ooh, you know, Jack and Rose, and, you know, their love together. Well, it falls in the backdrop of a horrific and terrifying night that many, many people lost their lives. 
uh, I remember seeing this movie, and obviously we all knew what happened to the Titanic. It is the bottom of the ocean now. But watching the movie and watching how Cameron put that on the screen, I will admit that I, in that moment, when I first saw it on the big screen, it was such an amazing scene where the boat breaks into half and people are just you know falling through and going into the murky icy water you kind of feel for them in that moment where oh my god we're about to die and you feel sorry for them so you kind of lose the fact that oh we're only focusing on what happened with uh, rose's family or jack and rose's love story and i was compelled to say god we're either going to get rescued or we're going to die and so i don't really put that in a romantic category i put it in a, obviously a drama or a true story one but a straight up love story i'm not buying but here's a list of movies you should watch an affair to remember it was a classic casablanca the princess bride is another one i know that has a lot of love story in it but it is also a comedy uh, chocolate uh, with julia Renosh and johnny depp when harry met sally is a classic as well my bloody valentine yes you gotta have horror in a valentine and i'll get to my rant in a minute because i think for me the movie that i would watch on valentine's day if I was in the mood for a good romance, would be The Notebook. And I know some of you may be like, man, did he just say The Notebook? Yeah, say The Notebook. Yes, I did. Because The Notebook was really, really good. Ryan Gosling, Rachel McAdams were an amazing couple in this. Also, the cast was really good too we got james gardner gino rollins james marsden joan allen kevin conley i mean just a very good cast so the notebook come came out in 2004 so if for next year you're looking for a movie for a little romance the notebook is my choice and you can have your choices as well but that would be my go-to all right with that being said my rant on valentine's day valentine's day is not a holiday people let us put this to rest now it is a consumer holiday that makes you go out and spend money that you should not be spending okay so the restaurants know that the chocolate and the flower people know that the places that you shop like Target or Dollar Tree or Walmart or any place that you go, know that you are a sucker to be buying things for one day that isn't even a holiday. I'm sorry if that bursts your bubble or you know what, maybe you feel the same way I do. The fact of the matter is that Valentine's Day when we were kids or when I was a kid, depending on how old you are, was a fun day where you would go and get candy for your classmates you would get little cards for your classmates as well and you would hand them out now if you had a specific friend that you really like or that you were hoping to get a like from or a little love thing from it was fun to find out now yes some people didn't get as many valentines as others oh boo-hoo okay we all survived nowadays you can't even do that in schools you can't even give candy out in schools everybody has to get a valentine's day card from their friends or some schools have even banned those things and now it's a friendship day are we fucking kidding ourselves i'm sorry to swear but are we kidding ourselves now we can't we have taken a holiday as people think it is and we've made it a joke we've made it a joke okay now when 
I was in college, yes, Valentine's Day was a day where you would try to go out and meet somebody or you were, you know, trying to meet somebody for a special day on Valentine's Day to get late. I'm sorry. Facts. Okay. So Valentine's Day obviously is a big day where people want to get late. Yeah. Great, because it's a day that says Valentine's Day, and what better way than to think about getting late? Then when you're in a committed relationship or you're married, uh, you know, priorities change. It is not a holiday where you're thinking of getting laid. You're just having a regular day. It's, or maybe you still do something special on that night. And that's okay, but kind of sucker. Like, there are 365 days in a year, and we have one day where we have to say we love somebody, or we have to go and spend an exorbitant amount of money on them. Are you kidding me? I would rather take a vacation and be with the ones I love, rather than doing one whole day that says, hey, I love you. Sorry. Just, you know, it's not a holiday, people. It really isn't. What I see as I work in retail, is people going way too far to either get laid or tell somebody they love them. Why do you need to buy 20 or 30 balloons? If I were even to buy one balloon, I'm guaranteeing my girlfriend would shoot me in the face and then probably tie the balloon string around my throat, hang me from a tree, and then shoot the balloon down just for the fun of it because it is a worthless symbol of love. Sorry. So, Again, if you're listening to this and you have done so, sorry, you're just a sucker that the retailers have all said, ooh, we can get these people to tell somebody they love them by buying them balloons. Look, flowers, candy is okay. Cards are okay. Card is okay. You do not need to go to dinners and spend hundreds of dollars on reservation and dinner when you can stay home and make a wonderful dinner together, unless you're really horrible at cooking. But even still, you could even order Domino's and sit in front of a fireplace or sit at home and watch a movie together. And if you get laid, you get laid. You don't need to go out and spend two, three, four hundred dollars and pray you get laid. There's my rant. And by the way, Valentine's Day, again, for the record, not a holiday. Okay, there you go. There you have it. My Valentine's Day rant. Happy Valentine to everyone. And we will be back next Thursday with an all new podcast. And look out for some other podcasts coming soon. I will have my weekly one on Thursday, but I will be dropping some special ones coming up. I've got some uh, in the works right now, and I hope that you're enjoying this, and I hope to see you at the movies. Goodbye. See you next time. Bye. Waiting for you. Goodbye. 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 Hasta la vista, baby. That's all, folks.